My dad was like, hell no, not going to happen. And then his boss came in and looked at the space and he gave my dad a big wag of the finger and you said, you better let your son do this. I was like, yeah. Wow. (laughs) And that's what started it. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that everybody had a great Super Bowl weekend. Today's guest is Shashir Chotsky, the founder of Tire City Potters and someone who arguably was made for that role. Somehow, magically, I was always a maker of things. I didn't know it when I was younger. He talks about his surprisingly large impact in the history of how the Augusta arts community has become what it is today. If I want to give myself some credit here, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And the impact that Tire City Potters brings to the community. That's the legacy that's created. Not that I ever chose to do it. I just did it because I didn't know anything else to do. And a fun fact. There is no better place to buy a coffee mug than Augusta. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc Podcast, recorded right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen. Five stars really helps us to grow the show, and telling a friend also helps us to grow in our local community. This show is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. And I've got to tell you, she may be one of the best, most connected realtors in this area. Not only that, but she has a team working with her and she's community oriented. Right now, she's helping me sell a condo and she found a buyer within the first day. Talk about effective. If you want to learn more about Nancy, get in touch with her, communicate with her, visit her website at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date, yeah. And I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at yeah, the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste, I got moves I'ma make, yeah. It doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments. If you hating on the city, it is not a fin. Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense. Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big. And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc. Ay. Learn a lot about the 706. About to chop it up with David and Chris. A lot of interviews you would hate to miss. AUG in the mix, just drop the disc. Uh. Learn a lot about the 706. To chop it up with David and Chris. A lot of interviews you would hate to miss. AG in the mix, just drop the disc. Just drop the disc. And next time you want to support local music, just go to wherever you listen to music and type in C Lark. That's C.L.A.R.K. to listen to the creator of this song. Thank you to C Lark. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have a very awesome guest today and that is david not popping a beer (laughs) don't call me out in front of all these people (laughs) anyways uh we you know we if you like to uh make some pottery this is the guy for you uh today we are here with shashir (laughs) choksi so i'm the owner of tire city potters uh i've been in business for well we're not gonna say it fully but 
we haven't done the full-on celebration. 20 years, we have done everything from doing apprenticeships for people to teaching one-time sit-downs to all kinds of other stuff. So that's where we're at. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We sell a butt gang of pots. A butt gang of pots. <laughs> and where are you located at? We're at the corner of 210. Well, corner of 210. We're at the corner of 10th Street and yeah. Ellis. So literally across the street from, unfortunately, what the hive used to be. But everyone knows where the big happy painting is. Right. And That's that right. That is, that is uh, where we're at. That's your landmark. Yeah. Well, Shashir, we're going to get into what you guys do at sure. Tire City. We're going to talk about your experiences uh, having a business downtown. But first, we're going to talk about none of that stuff. We're going to talk about you mm-hmm. and how you ended up being a business owner in Augusta. So take us back, and the first question we ask at the beginning of any interview is, are you from Augusta? Uh, No. Um, I moved to Augusta in 1989, I believe it was. You still beat me. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) I beat a lot of you young ones. That's right. Where were you originally from? Uh, So I'm not really originally from anywhere. Okay. Um, I moved around my entire life, kind of a military brat, but not a military brat. Those of those of the, your listeners that would know what that means, it means <laughs> they're a Bechtel kid or some or a Westinghouse kid gotcha. or something like that. So like that. contracting with the military? Yeah. Well, not military. That's DOD. With the government? Yeah, that's DOD, and those were engineering contracts. So gotcha. You also find that with the, the people that go out to uh, – um, like the whatever the nuclear SRS, SRS and, and yeah, well, that kind of stuff. That's why we were here was SRS. So that's what brought you here. Yeah. How old were you when you got here? I was ooh, 14. 14. Okay. And I am not 14 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do some quick math. No. Um, <laughs> so you get here, age of 14. Can you give us like, I mean, obviously every place that you live may be tough, but like a quick rundown of of what your life was like before moving here? So the funny thing is, is I always found myself never having a home. And so I moved every three to five years, Mm -hmm. my entire childhood. And then we moved here, and this was the last place I would have ever thought (laughs) I would have wanted to live. I mean, literally. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I had people telling me some really, really scary things as we came here from Florida because we lived in Orlando. That's and a massive change, yeah, Orlando to here. Very, very big shift. And the crazy thing was, I'm not going to get into the specifics of what those people said because they were not very pleasant. I'm sure we've heard it. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um <laughs> But, you know, I was quite surprised to find that that wasn't the case when we moved here. But it was still, it was uh, a difficult place to move to from, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I lived in California. I lived in, well, I mean, Saudi Arabia was not a very uh, cosmopolitan place. And it was certainly way more backwards than most places that Mm -hmm. people live but the thing that we had the opportunity to do was travel around a lot. So I had the luxury of being very cosmopolitan without being cosmopolitan. Right. <laughs> when I moved here, things did get a little backwards, but they weren't as scary as I thought they were going to be. 
Um, believe it or not, Orlando was just kind of as much backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. It was it was uh, kind of an it was an eye opener. However, I didn't like living here when I was a kid mm-hmm. in high school. I think that's interesting too that you moved here at fourteen after moving so often, and then you you your family stayed here. Was that it's, intentional by them? I think it was just it was just a just worked out that way. Yeah, it was happenstance. I, I think you're not alone, though. A lot of us in high school wanted to get out. But I think that's normal. I think with... anyone in high school wants to be anywhere else than where they are. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, you really, you don't, you're not seeing, you're looking for the greener grass. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. This is a small town. Right. But it's not a small town. It's crazy. It's it's one of the craziest places. It's kind of backwards. It's well, well, well it, well, no, it's hard to figure out. Right, is the problem. That's a good. That's and, a good way to say. And it. you know, I mean, you guys do this podcast for a reason. Right, that's right. Because it's not obviously what everyone thinks it is. And I've been in the mix. I've owned my business for twenty years. Twenty years. Shout out. I was twenty doing some years. Quick math. Yeah, I I I predate the bee's knees (laughs) (laughs) so you know i mean yeah and there are a lot of problems downtown those problems don't exist there's still mentalities that exist Mm -hmm. and so i mean well let me ask you guys a question do people ask you all questions where did you grow up i grew up here here yeah i i mostly born and bred No, we were both born in others. I was born in Baton Rouge. He was born in North Carolina. Right. Okay. But when did you move here? here? I I moved here when I was five. Okay. Me too, ironically. So (laughs) both five? Yeah. All right. Different ages though. We didn't plan it that way. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if you think about five or 17. Way different. Right. No, but in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't. And so, I mean, what's your experience of this place? My experience is I would I would use the word cosmopolitan because I grew up in Evans. Uh-huh. I went to probably four different elementary schools, two different middle schools. I went to ARC and I went to Greenbrier. Okay. I was in IB. Wow. I was that's not a, IB. That's a bingo bango. There's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your deal? My deal is that's, uh, that's pretty all over the place. It's a little all over the place. Man, I went to uh, a private school here. Which I, one? Westminster. Okay. Went to Westminster for 12 years. <laughs> So our paths yeah. diverged after yeah. the age of five. And uh, went to college here, went to AU. Okay. And honestly, in college is wow, when you I- you said AU. I did, because I actually graduated from GRU. He's actually lying. Yeah, he never so, went to AU. I went to, I went to all of them. <laughs> well, I'm, I went to ASU and then graduated from GRU. But, I mean, I gotcha. found my love for this city when I was on my own, doing my own thing. Right, and that's when I learned that there's a lot more that the city offers, but it doesn't tell its story story well. No, it really doesn't. the The thing about this city is that it's always had a place for everyone to find something. Right, and it's a really easy excuse to complain about, you know, oh, there's nothing to do. You know, that's what we all hear, right? There's nothing to do. Well, that's nonsense. There is lots of stuff to do and if you don't do the work to at least try to find something to do instead of just complaining Mm -hmm. which i'm I'm not faulting people but (laughs) but 
But yeah, I mean, you could come to our studio. You could go to any variety of other places and do something. And there's plenty to do because yep. we got people coming from Columbia and Charleston right. and Atlanta. Well, I think there's something to do here. And, and there's <laughs> like, we have the beauty of like great trails for cycling. We've got awesome things to do with like riverfront stuff. Mm -hmm. The arts are just growing and growing. Right. Um, I, I think he just answered the drop the disc question. He I did. I think we're done. I think we're done. Here. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's a wrap. <laughs> Dude, man, look, uh, we used to we used to scramble around downtown Augusta looking for empty buildings to have shows. Mm -hmm. That's very and cool. Now people are looking for ways to make shows happen. Yeah. There is so much to do. The problem is the question. Actually, the it's not the problem. The question is, do you want to find out? what there is to do right i mean if you need to be told what to do might be tough it, it, it might be a little tough because most of the things that are happening people don't have the money to like hire high level marketing agencies just like ourselves yeah like we wanted to promote camps and whatnot i can't afford three thousand dollars for what i'm going to get for the three thousand dollars i incur for the camps yeah so you know it's like either be a little bit more aware about your surroundings and like look to your own city don't look elsewhere i think we had we had an episode um i can't remember who it was with about a year and a half ago but the episode was called land of opportunity mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that I think it was it was Robert Robert, Robert yeah from, from now Savannah River Brewery right tap thirty three nice. tap thirty three um, and he had mentioned that you know if if it's not happening in Augusta Augusta is a great place to do it yes and I'm quote. assuming that's what you did with Tire City Potters you better believe <laughs> well and and I think that gives us the opportunity yes. let's take it back real quick good um nineteen eighty nine you moved here. Yeah, and you end up opening a business downtown, but that's in. Well, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, 2001, 2002, 2001. Okay, 2001. So tell us at that time in in the 90s, growing up here, what is it that you wanted to do? I I didn't want to do anything here. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have like a career, like kind of a, oh, a no, pathway no. that my, you were looking at? My, my, my trajectory was way other than pottery. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, I had um, an <clears throat> uncle that lived in L.A. Okay. That owned a string of pharmacies. And he was like, look, get your farm degree. You'll be a millionaire in two years. <laughs> Well, what is a it's kid a of, you know, I mean, a 15-year-old, when he hears that, what does a 15-year-old say? I'm going to get a pharmacy degree. Right. Go through the, the movements, do everything, find yourself at University of Georgia, trying to get a pharmacy degree, don't like the big classes, don't really care too much. Somehow, magically, I was always a maker of things. I didn't know it when I was younger. But I was. You kind of found out that you had been in hindsight or? Well, I mean, it was always there. Okay. I just didn't pay it any attention. And when you, when never, you say maker of things, what, what do you mean? Like a maker of things. Like anything in this space except for the electronics. Maybe not the TV. I don't, I, I'm not sure I could, I could fabricate <laughs> electronics. <Hey. laughs> but, you know, you know, put it together. 
Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, messing with dirt, messing with wood, messing with this, always building stuff. And so I went through an entire series of chemistry classes and I just, I love the lab part of things. I bet, yes. I was going to say, it sounds like you would like part of that at least. Yeah, but the class part the theory, is not, maybe not as much. so fancy. <laughs> and then moved to computer science. And again, that's all, that is all theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that fell by its wayside. But I had a really remarkable instructor that was, or instructor, uh, it was um, like a, the person that advises you, an advisor. An advisor, okay. In, in my math department. And she was like, she shook her head. It was, Miss, it was Melody, Melody, I think her name was. Yeah, I think it was. And she used to, she, she would sit there and go, why are you doing this? Why? And finally, she was like, you are not doing this anymore. <laughs> and she was, apparently, she was a collector of ceramics. And she was okay. like, you are really good at this. That's what you should go do. Stop this whole CS nonsense. You're never going to be a game programmer. <laughs> Forget about it because, you know, you got derailed by symbolic logic and set theory. <laughs> so you did a total 180. Well, I mean, I, I literally could have had four degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Where, where but, were you in school at the time? Well, I went from University of Georgia okay. to Augusta College. Wow. Augusta College. That's the final piece that <laughs> That's where it started set. for me. And I went all the way through and finished actually attending school at GRU. I'm sorry. And then did not actually graduate until – I don't even know what that – It's now had to AU, write, so Augusta yeah, University now? It was before AU. I stopped going to school at ASU. <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> technically graduated right before it became AU. I'm sorry, man. Me too. It's it was the crazy. worst. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one paper. It was just yeah, one paper. Yeah. And it was really a, a, a thank you gift to my dad. Kind of symbolic at that point. Mm. So when was that? I'm. So it sounds like that wasn't that long ago that that you had graduated then. Well, I mean, the graduation was literally me writing some garbage of course, of paper course. and getting a check <laughs> off my instructor. Right. So had you already started Tire City by then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 2001. We'll be right back with more of Shashir's story of how he created Tire City Potters after this quick message from our friends at Savannah River Brewing Company. Can you believe that Savannah River Brewing Company is celebrating their five-year anniversary? That's right. Saturday, February 19th, they will be celebrating their fifth year Brewversary, and they hope everyone will come out to celebrate with them. This year, they will be doing a Renaissance Festival, and yes, they are well aware they are giant nerds and dorks at SRBC. Be looking out for many events that they're having, themes, concerts, acrobats, that's right, Savannah River Brewing Company is celebrating five years. Check them out on February 19th. You finished college at UGA and you moved back here. No, well, never finished college. You, you finished I being transferred, at UGA. I transferred, right, and transferred, transferred. To, to Augusta College. When was that? That was 1994. So okay. we still have seven years before you start. Oh, dude, man, I was, in, I was in school for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> because you got to think, I, I mean, I was a... a a pharmacy major or or a chemistry major, right? Yeah. And then I became a computer science major, 
And then I didn't know what I was going to do. And I tried to be a philosophy major. <laughs> oh, there's the fourth one. And, and and in there, that's where that teacher shifted me over and gotcha. said, you know what? You're really good at this. You should do this. And then, and then that was coupled by certain people in the department shifting over and saying, you should just you should just you, wait. No, you have no choice but to make this your major. <laughs> Based on what I'm hearing, I'm not seeing how you decided to become an entrepreneur. Well, there's no, well, there was no opportunity here for a potter. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I you're kind of like, I'm going to create my own job. All right. Basically. So technically, if I graduate or whatever, you call it whatever. Yeah. I finished going to school. Right. When I finished going to school. Well, I mean, when you finish going to school, you have an option. You either go back to school yep. and get like an advanced degree yeah. or you go to work. Well, for someone getting a, well, theoretically, right. <laughs> in my situation. Someone working on their You know, one degree. paper short of a degree. <laughs> but regardless of whether I had a degree or not, I, like at that point, you have a choice if you like and there was no opportunity i mean zero opportunity zero but i had also been fairly interactive as i was pursuing my degree doing all kinds of things that were very very communal mm -hmm. in terms okay. of developing the art community so you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of Jay Jacobs. Yes. Yes, of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> Raul Pacheco. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, you know, all these people, Chad Cole, mm -hmm. not sure. Give, right. give yeah. us a little background just on, on kind of the idea, the time you're talking about for the people that don't know. So, I mean, my interaction with most of those people is, is through that period of kind of like the late, like early night, so ninety four, okay, and then into now, okay. Like, that's been a consistent trajectory. So you kind of joined this art community that you found. Well, I think I became the art community. Yeah. No, I, I, I if I want to give myself some credit here, I'm going to go ahead and do Now's it. Now's the time. Now's the time. That like <laughs> I was the hinge pin for a lot of that in the beginning. So so what was going on before you got involved? Nothing. That's crazy. Because this, this art community is huge. Right. And so what I had the luxury of having someone take me up to Charlotte for what was their art, whatever, first Friday. Mm -hmm. And it was like all these empty buildings and all these young kids were having shows. And I sat there and I, I think this was – this was literally in 94, it was 1994, I know it was. And so I'm sitting there walking around this little place in Charlotte. Charlotte's a big town, right? Yeah. but it was like this weird little like sideline, kind of like downtown Augusta, okay. little sideline of Augusta. Mm -hmm. And all these shows were happening, all these people were doing things, I was like, why can't we do this in Augusta? Because mm -hmm. what was happening before with arts, like like First Friday, yeah. was just a small handful of very well-endowed people. 
that really weren't making any money off of their art. I mean, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. I mean, not to not to discount what they were doing, but you didn't see it as it doesn't seem like you know like a business. Like people aren't hustling to try to like live well, and do I, art. So the thing is, so the hustle is only one part of it. Of course, you know the the thing that makes good work possible is that when you hustle and you make money. Yeah. So they happen together, yeah. but they have to happen together. And that's not an easy thing to, to sort of collate. And so I was sitting there looking at scratch my head and we started doing first Friday out on the side of the road. We had a, we had a, a like a plug in the soul bar <laughs> and it came out to the outside. <laughs> It was crazy. Shout out to Coco. Yeah, is we this a up, Coco time? Yeah, what's up, Coco? Coco? Thanks for letting us do that. But <laughs> and, and we used to. I mean, this was before um, before Blue Sky ever opened. Okay, so, crazy. Like where where uh, where they're opening up the Noodle House. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it was a it was just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, there was a toilet with a mannequin upside down, <laughs> and that's where we did First Fridays, and wow. we transformed the street into a street party. Why? Because we believe that sharing art with the people and sharing our process with people was more important than just having some. And again, nothing to discount what the women and men that were doing prior to us. Mm -hmm. But that was just wine and cheese and fancy people with enough money to be able to do that. It's different. Whereas we were supporting our art with people that were going into a bar to buy beer. Right. And we were sharing our process and we were also sharing like for someone that may have gone to school or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, oh, man, I did this and they could sit down and do it. Very. And, and were you selling pottery yeah. as well? Yeah. We set up a little shanty town. <laughs> Was it called Tire City then? Not at that point. All no. right. So good. We have something to talk about. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was definitely not Tire City. <laughs> what was it? Was it Shashir's art? No, no. I mean, that was that was uh, that was that collection of people. Okay, that was all of us. Just a first Friday booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just. Well, it was first Friday. Yeah, yeah. It was first Friday. See, I'm trying <laughs> As to wrap most people. Most the, people the first understand it now. <laughs> See, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it because first Friday for me growing up, especially through college, it was always big. It was it was a huge. Event, it was never big, and it was there was. I always related to live music. Yeah, to right. First Friday, and so that's what it was for me. My parents would come downtown because we lived right. in Columbia County. But you guys every were younger. You guys are younger. Yeah, and if you we put are. your if you if you calibrate your ages, yeah, and you think, all right, nineteen ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, as it started to grow, what we did was set up the street party. Okay, gotcha. We set that whole insanity <laughs> up. That was all of us. And now, but it wasn't us. What we did was do one thing, and then it created other people a doing wave. the same thing. Yeah, it do created you, a wave. Do you think that First Friday, the concept that y'all created, kind of boosted downtown Augusta? All right, so that that is an interesting thing because I actually was – part of a conversation that did the same thing that the people that had the original concept of first Friday, which was the wine and cheese thing, mm -hmm. like just keep it in the storefronts, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they had a problem with what we were doing. Okay. 
And then when it grew beyond what we were doing, we had a problem with what was happening. Now, my problem, and in particular, I think Raul Pacheco had, he had the most poignant response to what was going on because it did start to devolve in a way that was not, and part of that was music, and not that music was a problem, the problem was anything could go. Mm -hmm. And there was no metric of how to present it. Whereas when we did it, I mean, it was literally, I mean, you're talking about a 20 by 15 space with a generator and, <laughs> but, but I mean, it was, it was very carefully crafted and, you know, it was, it, it was that good that more and more and more and more and more and more people started coming to that one little space so that other people started going, well, I'm going to set up a table and I'm going to set up a table. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't our job to control that. Right. I mean, our job was to do the job that we had to do, which was to share our process, try and finance the work that we were making and see if we can make a business off of it. So that is the birth of Tire City. So that actually brings up an interesting question because as Chris said, we have that seven year period. Right. Were you supporting yourself basically through this at that time? No, I mean, I have the luxury, God rest my father's soul. And, you know, not sure how much longer my mom's gonna last, but I mean, I was a function of my own insanity because I mean, what I did was insane. <laughs> no one no one in their right mind should have done and literally still to this day I look at my books no one in their right mind should do what I do <laughs> my wife tolerates it so I am a function of multiple generations of my own family and they all tolerate it because they believe in what I do and they believe that you know I have I think 40 people that have gone on from that space and become any variety of different levels of potters mm -hmm. that's incredible well that's huge. that's my that's my like that's the legacy that's created not that i ever chose to do it i just did it because i didn't know anything else to do and that's what i do <laughs> and i in fact i left two students at my shop when i walked over here <laughs> Stick around, we'll be back with more of Shashir about Tire City Potters and the Augusta Arts community. But first, I have a message from our friend, Zach McCabe at All Equal Parts. And if you need a refresher, All Equal Parts is a brand created by our friend Zach, where he teaches others how to make cocktails and of course helps make really nice cocktails for great venues around Augusta. Now on February 25th, which is a Friday at 6 p.m., He's got his next cocktail class coming up. It'll be at Le Chat Noir, which is right near us on 8th Street. And participants will have an opportunity to have hands-on cocktail making experiences. Tickets are $35 each and they are on sale now. You can find them by going to Facebook and liking Zach's page, All Equal Parts. And there's a link to the event in the page. I guess that kind of brings us then to the founding of Tire City. Right. Founded in 2001. Has yep. it always been in the same location? Yeah. What was your idea behind founding it? Because you talk about education as right. a big element of it. Was that it from the beginning? Has it changed over time? 
so <laughs> so it's complicated a little bit of a complicated story i hope you guys have time for this buckle up let's, buckle let's up. do we it do. yeah buckle <laughs> up all right so keep, keep talking i'm gonna grab some more bourbon that's a shout out to our local distillery second city <laughs> so um so when i finished school like finished my actual physical going to school okay um not degree but you left yeah exactly okay. well i mean i was done right i, I functionally done. thought i was done i was <laughs> half a credit short but that set aside uh we had worked with a a good friend of ours to try and set up a facility and so one of my friends who was a like his father was a big time a uh, property developer. He was coming. I mean, he he was my roommate in college. Okay. His name's Matt Mills. Good friend of mine. He just sort of was like, "Well, we can go look at everything downtown." I toured every building in downtown, every single one with him. I mean, we went into some of these buildings that you couldn't even walk on the floors. It was crazy. I believe you. I believe it was you. crazy. I believe you. So you know that was one. First off, a remarkable experience just to do. Yeah. And we had we had really only one option for what we were gonna do, and that was the where the Cross Creek building is, where they did the Blue Horse for a while. Yes. And, yeah, oh yeah. yes, yes, so, yes. But it was the back space. We were gonna buy that space with this family, and set up an art studio, and I was gonna run the pottery side. Interesting. Okay. Well, that didn't work out so well. For whatever reason, we're not going to get into that. Didn't work out. It just didn't work out. But I had been in every single building for like (laughs) four blocks, four blocks in all radius from here. Which is really cool. You're walking through history. Every single building. (laughs) It was crazy. I know what the inside of every one of these buildings looks like. Like, it didn't matter if it was, I mean, like, the ones down there that are rowdy, I know what they look like. I know what the structural (laughs) problems are. (laughs) All that. And I had gone into the building that I'm in, and it said, it always said Tire City above it. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you go back in time and, like, go look at some old pictures, you'll see this tag that sits above our building and it says tire city because it's the old it's it's an old bf goodrich all the way from the front all the way this back. has always been a massive question in my mind i just got chills how <laughs> of how you ended up with a tire tire how, name. how do you how do you have that <laughs> I all right no incredible. it gets better it gets better so i mean the originally the building i mean i even lived right across the street from that place okay and I used to hear the <laughs> because where that where the where Taco Cat is going, yeah, used to be actually a functioning garage, right? Yeah. And so they'd be like, you know, taking tires off, whatever, whatever. And I would hear it all day long, <laughs> sitting right above where Pineapple Inc. is, because <laughs> I lived there for Crazy. a number of years. And you're sitting there thinking, you know what would be great is if I could just do pottery in that building. Well, instead. I didn't I didn't know that until like it all like fell apart. Right. So we did this whole thing of First Friday. Mm-hmm. And this is important. 
this whole thing for first friday working with coco sometimes we did this thing called sun splash where we rolled out a plastic thing all the way across the 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 top of the what is it called the the river walk and we got like all kinds of paint donated some things bad happened on the back end of that in my apartment. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna get into details on that. <laughs> if you know what that means, you know what that means. But the rest of you guys are just gonna have to be. They're in. all googling. Shout it out right to now. both of the people that know what that means. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, are. there's more than there. There's about fifteen to twenty. <laughs> anyway, um, where we came to was simply a function of sharing process with people knowing what the community had to offer in terms of space and then Mm -hmm. like i was like there's only one place i could even remotely afford and that was that little space right there i mean it wasn't little but but still small space and so i contacted the landowners and said hey can i rent this and we worked it out it was really interesting because my dad was like, hell no, not going to happen. And then his boss came in and looked at the space and he gave my dad a big wag of the finger. And you said, you better let your son do this. I was like, yeah. Wow. Right wow. <laughs> and that's what started it. And that's where Tyra City was born from. So like doing Arts in the Heart with kids and First Fridays to – trying to share process with the community to setting up a facility that actually shows at all times because you can you can always walk into our studio you can always see us throwing you can always see us glazing all of the things that we do we share with the community and let you be a part of it at all times Friday you want to pay for it <laughs> okay but, but we try as hard as we can to make that as reasonable as possible okay so take us take us through that take us through the business model of tire city i mean it's always shifting always always shifting shifting. what is it today so today it is so obviously we make pots right for sale (laughs) fundamental foundation fundamental foundation i mean that's been the one standard (laughs) throughout the the moment when we started to where we are now we also do offer full-on instruction so anything from like wanting to sit down and have a kind of experiential Mm -hmm. sort of engagement one-on-one right well i mean can be may not be doesn't just depends on what you're signing up for okay but but still you do have an instructor always working with you and that could be anywhere from one-on-one to one-on up to 10. okay so there's like group classes that kind of stuff there is the possibility of that okay but it's all set up by our website great which is really important <laughs> <laughs> yes. because w- because we have a shifting staff and mm-hmm. and that's I mean, we've got COVID-19, so that doesn't help matters. Anyway. No, that is that is important. Well, before before the pandemic started, how many employees did you have? None, none. I still have none. Really? So how does that I work? Have, so let's talk have, about it. So so I have the luxury of having no employees. 
because everyone is either my apprentice or assistant. And when they get to a certain point, they can be hired into taking care of students. So one of my apprentices that I would argue is an assistant now takes care of all of the the sit down throwing classes. So you have a you literally are training your yes. your yes. helpers, I, I would yep. say, not employees, helpers, and then they move on to be uh, your employees, helpers, whatever. <laughs> Six team. one half a dozen. So yeah, I mean we're a team. We're your, a team. In your business model you plan for a large turnover. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can have people leave as soon as one week to wow. two weeks to four weeks to six months to wow. one year. That's crazy. And really what it takes for us to make someone useful is about two years. Wow. Okay. So two so, years is like an apprenticeship, like it, a full apprenticeship. Depends on the person. Of course. I mean, it's generally speaking, if someone, well, it's hard to say. It's a trade. It's, it's a craft. It, it, you have it's, to be it, good. It, 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 it There's is unmeasurable tricky. elements it's tricky. to yeah. it. Yeah. There are a lot of things that you can't just qualify. Some people in three weeks can know what they need to know. Sure. I'm like, I've never seen that. but <laughs> Theoretically. Theoretically, that could happen. So where are these students coming from? I was, Everywhere. Yeah, I was about to ask that same thing. How do they I'm do? Sorry, Chris. It's organic. So we don't. How, we about don't this? how about this? How does one get involved in your program? I would call it a call program. Call me call you all right what's do you want to not use the website <laughs> <laughs> well i mean my web the website has my phone number on it so yeah go ahead look at the website call me okay what's the website tcpotters.com excellent okay, okay. that's pretty easy <laughs> pretty easy we'll be back to drop the disc with shashir and find out more about what tire city pottery does in this city but first here's a message from our friends at augusta hemp company we are here to tell you about Augusta's first cannabis company, known as Augusta Hemp Company. Dr. Milhouse is a pioneer in cannabis research and development and has helped thousands across the U.S. get the specific formulas they need. If you've got questions regarding the research of how cannabis can possibly help with coronavirus, get on over to AugustaHempCompany.com today. Dr. Milhouse and his staff are HIPAA certified and compliant and would love to help you find the perfect formula to suit your needs. From CBD to THC, they've got you covered in the AUG. One other question I, I am curious about. So my stepsister does pottery mm -hmm. in Athens, and she does a couple different ways of doing it. She wholesales to, to stores. Sure. She sells like a farmer's market. Sure. Um, I think she may sell some online. Okay. How does how do people do business with you? What's the best way to do business with you from like a pottery standpoint? Work for me. <laughs> but I if mean, somebody wanted story. to buy, if somebody wanted to buy your work, like is that something that they can do? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we do wholesale. We do we do custom work. We do we are, do everything. Are there local places that carry your product? A few. Well, it's starting to trim out. <laughs> okay. I mean, Augusta Company is one of the big ones. Um, unfortunately the hive and the bees knees, but yeah, you know, we don't, so from a restaurant standpoint, not the best animal to work with. Sure. Just because when you're hand making stuff, you can only make it so fast. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that does. It's a bigger its, deal if it breaks. 
Right. And and we've worked thank I mean, I, I will give mad, mad hats off to Eric and Christy Kinlaw for mm. well, I don't know if Christy's last name is Kinlaw anymore. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> um but she knows what I'm talking about. But that family and mm-hmm. their effort to move through trying to employ us to do things that were handmade and right there. And same thing to even to our friends over at Namaste, you know, hands down for trying to work something out. And we'd love to try and figure out to continue a way to do that, but problematic because to make large vessels and supply to a restaurant that continuously breaks them, mm-hmm. not that they continuously break them, it just but, happens. but but I mean it's a, it's just a standard course of action, right? Right. How do you do that? So you can't. So what what do you do most of? Do people ever go to the shop to buy pottery? All right. Do you sell so them online. If you want to come to Tire City, there is one thing that we do above and beyond, and so I learned how to make coffee mugs when the Metro Coffee House opened. Gotcha. And that's a long time ago. Yeah, so a long time ago. It's a long time ago. <laughs> that's before, Anyone that knows any dates, that, I don't know what the date is. I don't know that date. It's before Tire City opened. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a long time ago. And I was in school, and um, so they asked me to make coffee mugs for them because I used to come there and have coffee and – one of my good friends who now teaches alongside my wife at Augusta Prep was the barista there. So, I mean, it's like it's like this really, really weird combination of things. So it just worked out that way. Yeah. And so I started making functional wear. I didn't make functional wear before then. What did you make before that? I just made whatever the hell I wanted because <laughs> I was in school. So I started making pots for them and I got really good at making coffee mugs because we had coffee mugs that would like split in half when they put coffee inside of them. Mm-hmm. Like literally they would pour hot coffee in and they would split in half <laughs> And it was like, I need those back. And they were like, no, no, we're going to keep these for people we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had this really, really, really good relationship that we developed over the course of like, I think it was two or three years. Hmm. And I got very good because I also had a free tab. <laughs> so I was there watching right. people and I would ask all of them, what do you think? 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 That's why, arguably, I think there is no better place to buy a coffee mug than Augusta. So that's one. That's one of the things that right like, down there. If you're looking for at that, Tire City, going to Tire City. I mean, there is there is a a like super super condensed idea of what it means for a good coffee mug, and I replace people's like and entire cabinets full of coffee mugs wow. with one. Wow. Well, now I'm really intrigued on that. I am. Because all we got to do is bring you down there. Yeah. And then we walk through the motions of how you fit that because that's how it is. Because we don't do everything like systematically. We 
size them based on each pot is individual. Mm. There you have it. So that creates all kinds of opportunities for fitting. So if if people want to buy stuff, the best thing that they can do is go to our website, call and set up an appointment. Set up an appointment and then come in. Okay. And what they can expect is most certainly the best coffee mug they've ever gotten. I would hope so. Okay. Very and if cool. otherwise, all they have to do is bring it back and you know, we'll find something else for them or refund their money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I know I've been told over and over again we replace coffee mugs in their entirety in cabinets. Well, I I certainly am now going to be a customer. You don't have one. I don't have one. I, I certainly on now you. need to you come You don't by. have one? I don't. Shame on you. I have <laughs> some. If some... I got one, though, I would make sure it had hey, a, look, had a I happy came robot here. on it. <laughs> I came you here. You came here. Right? We owe you, we owe we... you two. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what you're going to do, do Tell you us. have anything else to do? You're coming there. Oh, that brings up to a good question. What are your hours? So we what, have no hours. It's by appointment. Okay, okay. so it's a currently, by appointment. Currently, it's by appointment. Okay. But we've had, like, with COVID and everything else, it's been really tricky to deal with the people that are my assistants. And yeah, true. It's it, it, it's just not been easy. So, so right. it sounds like you guys are an education-based business first. And then kind of a product-based business second. Is no. that accurate? No. No. Okay. No, we're both at the same time. Both. So there's no one that trumps there the is, other one. No. No. Okay. They happen in so, tandem. Okay. Simultaneously. <laughs> it is, it is it, like I've had people that work in the industry and come and look at our studio and go, holy biscuits. Wow. You do this? That's crazy. And you do this this well? Y'all do some really cool events though. They're seasonal. Y'all do the Christmas trees, right? And y'all and the also, pumpkins, the pumpkins. And, so y'all, yep. you do seasonal things that people look forward to. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we do the Forever Pumpkins, which is a super fun project. That's a that, very cool idea. Yeah. Have you ever done it? No. Have you ever done it? No. Oh, shame on you. All right, these guys are slackers. We're slack. <laughs> <laughs> but talk, yeah. talk to us about your seasonal stuff. Yeah. So the the couple seasonal things that we have to offer, actually, there are a variety of things that we offer. So we have a kind of a year round thing that goes, which is the throwing experience. So sitting down, getting an an idea of what it means to be to throw a pot on the wheel. Okay. With a like someone sitting there in front of you making sure that you succeed because in all of our years no one has failed. That's awesome. That's you crazy. Fail, That's a great record. If you fail, you'll start again and yeah. you will <laughs> succeed because you will learn from your failure. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I mean literally 100% success rate on that. And so then we have a secondary thing that operates in and outside of certain times of year, which is the mug work workshop, which is kind of so the mug workshop is kind of like this fancy paint your own pottery sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's kinda like what you see with our friends at like Artsy Me or right. so on and so forth, but you're working with like handmade work and you have a slightly bigger uh, window of stuff to choose from. Okay. 
and you have a an instructor that's there with you. So a little bit different. And then comes to the big dogs, which is the the Oh wait. So we do also have camp coming for kids. Tell us about it. Ooh, camp for kids. <laughs> And that's going to be exciting. So we want to do the Monsters of Rock. Okay. Like rock and roll? Well, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, it's it's monsters. <laughs> and what we do is make rocks. Where did that idea come from? That's a really unique idea. Well, I mean, it's no different than the throwing experience or, or I mean, all right, so you guys you guys heard of, have heard of the throwdown, right? Yes. The pottery throwdown? Yes. Man, yes. we used to have throwdowns at Tire City for years before that British show ever happened. <laughs> we called that the pottery throwdown. So it's just a simple, it's a game on word. For kids, like kids to go, mm-hmm. yeah, get into it. Monsters of Rock. It's rock. That's what we do. We take, we take particulate batter fire it to a certain point where it literally becomes a rock and they're they're gonna turn that particulate man monster like stuff into monsters and then we turn it into rock that's <laughs> the kids will love that kids so will everyone would love that kill that so yes. when does when does that happen so we're about to set all those dates into motion. Okay, so just like I mean, literally, it's about to happen. What's the best way for people to follow along? Go to our website. Just go. The, just go yeah. to the website and check. Do y'all have any social media? Yes, we do. Y'all do. Yeah. Instagram, have, Facebook. Yep. yep. Okay. It's all perfect. TC Potters. Everything's the same. Perfect. What it is, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I mean, all you gotta do is search, search Tire for Tire City. City. Yeah, Tire City Tire Potters. City Potters it, and it'll go. It'll it. take yeah. you there. <laughs> it's hey, really I not. Y'all. I follow y'all. Yeah, right on. <laughs> <laughs> but so y'all have camp coming, and y'all do a year-round throw. Y'all also have those seasonal situation events where there's fancy paint your own pottery. There's, uh, you know the. Christmas trees. Yeah. The, all right. We didn't get to the end of that. Oh, man. My favorite of all of them, though, is the Forever Pumpkins. Tell us about it. Yep. Because, so there is a picture. I need to put it up, and you can find it on on the internet. There's this picture of all of us, like me and my kids, when they were really young. I think they were like three and seven. And we're all going like this with a bunch of little terracotta pots sitting like that. Okay. We're all screaming. <laughs> and that was the start of the Forever Pumpkins. I love it. I just saw a pumpkin with a ghost coming out of it. I'm on your website yeah, trying man. to find yeah. the picture. It's business. It's, it's business. It's, it is so much fun. So uh, is it basically like a jack-o'-lantern? I mean, it's whatever. Sounds like it's whatever you want to be. Yeah, it's I love whatever that. you it's want art. it to be. Very cool. Yeah, it's whatever you want it to be. And I mean, I mean, obviously, if we're doing this at that time of year, there's a little bit of a push there. In general, <laughs> well, I mean, the push is in your brain. The push is seasonal. Yeah, and and that kind, of, you know, we're talking about, you know, making things the way you know the way you want them to be and doing the work. That kind of brings us, I think, to. Where we where we tie the bow? Unless Chris, do you have any other questions? I don't. Do you have anything you want to mention? This town does not suck. 
Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's coming. That's, That's coming. the next question. That's coming. <laughs> so we're dropped this podcast. You know that. I'm sure when you moved here, maybe people from Orlando told you about Disgusta. I'm sure that word had come up. And wow, that was a little more. It. That was a little more crazy. <laughs> you don't want to hear. About I don't want to hear it. Uh, but you know. Drop the disc is about dropping the disc in front of Augusta. Right. We're yeah. Augusta. I used to call it that. Yeah, and I think we've all been there at some point. I think that was my high school days when I was trying to find the gr- the greener grass. The drop the disc question is presented by our friends at Tranner Gray Media. When we align ourselves with brands, we love working with brands and companies that are doing the same things as us. This partnership with Trainer Gray is fantastic. And we will be working with them to bring you an even higher quality experience at the Augusta Rocks concerts this year. If you want to learn more about Trainer Gray and find out how they work in the community or how they can work for you, check their website out at trainergraymedia.com. You know, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, what would you say to them? I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've had it respond to them. You heard everything I had to say. So what do you have to say? This is a city where it's possible there you go. to create there you go. things. Now like you're that. getting there. To be to have ideas that will make an impact on a lot of people. And to me, being around a culture where people are making an impact for a lot of people, whether it's building a, a first Friday culture, whether it's building a business, I think that's really exciting. So become buy into it become yeah become yeah all right you want to hear me word my word is uh i mean you want me to give give you this word there he said become all right uh i'm gonna give you two words (laughs) okay his word is become yes um i would say that i would just go back to how we started this podcast we were wondering why people weren't talking about this great city and uh, no one was, honestly, no one was really giving any good uh, feedback on this city. And so we literally started something out of nothing. And it's been accepted. And exactly. It's right there. Yeah. So use Tire City as that answer. There you go. All we have to do is become. That's it. That's I love it. it. Shashir, thank you so much for coming in, man. Yes, thank you. You have been great. We have heard so many people talk about the impact you've had on this city uh, and on them personally. And to have you on and tell your story is really, really cool for us. Thank you so much. I'm just a sign line. (laughs) Thank you, Shashir. Thank you so much for listening to the Drop the Disc podcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And again, I hope that you did enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, We have an Around Augusta episode coming out in a couple days, so watch your feeds for that. Make sure you like and subscribe the show wherever you listen so that you can see the new updates as they come. Everybody, have a great week. Enjoy your city, shop local, and we will see you next time.